Welcome to Literally, the podcast where we literally take you through the entire process of building a business and creating a lit up life. I'm your host, Lacey Seitz, business mentor and success coach for high-performing women that want to live a lit up life while creating the impact and income they desire in their business. I bring my unique education and expertise to the table to help my clients create big results and move through big blocks. What makes this podcast so unique is that you'll hear one client's weekly coaching sessions for six months. These are recordings of our actual coaching sessions, so you'll see their unique challenges and strategies, their ups and downs, and their wins and losses. You'll also get to hear exactly how I coach them through it. I'm so excited for you to join us on this behind-the-scenes journey and gain insight into building your own lit-up life and the business that you desire. All right, guys, welcome to season nine. I am so excited to introduce you to Robin. I feel like, so we always record these like after we've already done a few sessions. I feel like this season is already like everything I could have imagined and more. It's going to, I think, teach y'all so much. And so I'm so excited for you to get to meet our new coachee and the amazing Robin. So thank you, Robin, so much for being here. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm really, really pumped. I feel like we we dive in like so fast, so quickly. And so I feel like this is such an important like level set for everyone to kind of like get to know you, get to know some of your background and your story. Cause obviously I knew quite a bit of that kind of leading into the podcast. So I'm sure there's like gaps that aren't filled there for everyone in terms of that. So I would love to just start there. Kind of like tell us about your story, like full force, like leading up to like the business and everything. But then also I know you kind of have like a very recent story that you can share whatever bits of feel good to you too. So let's just dive into that. Yeah. So like, I guess I started, I feel like this has chosen me more than I've chosen it. And I think oftentimes the things that are our legacy pieces usually do because we can't plan or control them. And uh, yeah, so I always wanted to be a a human rights lawyer. That was my thing. I grew up in Africa. My dad was always really active with a lot of philanthropic things. I've always had a huge heart for that. And so that was going to be my thing. But I had no money. I had to finance school. And so after I graduated from my undergrad, I decided I needed a job. And I ended up getting hired by, at the time, the fastest growing franchise in North America, they hired me as a business consultant. And I was like, why are you hiring me? I never went to school for business. And they said, because we can train you. You're not bringing bad habits. Mm. And <laughs> yeah. And so they were like, business is so much more than what you learn in a textbook. Right. And so, Amen. right. And a lot of people are surprised that I do not have an MBA. I do not have a business degree because I did have quite a great career before this. And I think that point is important because so many times we tell ourselves we're bad at business or we can't be good at business or we need another degree. We need another certification and all of that. But truly everything I've learned has been from lived experience and that embodied wisdom. And so like, I really want to emphasize that to anyone who's like doubting themselves right now. Oh my gosh. I so agree with that. Obviously I do have an MBA. And what I always say is the only people who are impressed by MBAs are the people who don't have them. Because once you get one, you're like, (laughs) I mean, that was fine. But it's not like I know everything I could possibly know about business. You know, it's like, yeah, it's interesting. It's helpful. It gave me good perspective, but that's like about fucking it, you know? Yes. There's like this university of life we all have yes. to be initiated by. Totally. And 
Yeah. And so I did. I got initiated by <laughs> life. I very quickly got promoted in that business and I had a great role, was kind of climbing the corporate ladder, realized this is not it for me. I love business, but it's not it. But the cool thing that I learned in that role was it was a franchisee. So like all the different restaurants, the stores are selling the same product at the same price point, the same market share, the same visibility, the same everything. And yet they all do very differently financially. Mm. And it was the best training ground for me to realize all these moving parts, but also the role that leadership and team and culture and these like human components to yeah. business, like how much those things matter more than anything. So I took that, I moved overseas and I started business consulting for companies around the world. I lived in Japan, uh, Korea. We had a place in Vanuatu. We lived in Hawaii for a bit and I ended up realizing I still missed the like the UN dream, the human rights mm. dream. And so I ended up going to get my master's degree in international relations. I did it at a school in Berlin and that was kind of a feeder school for diplomacy and all of that kind of thing. And while I was there, I ended up doing my thesis in economic mobility for women in developed countries and what was still holding us back. Mm -hmm. And the thing that was holding us back the most was motherhood. <laughs> and coincidentally, I surprisingly got pregnant. <laughs> um, <laughs> yes. Of course, right? Yes, <laughs> exactly. So I'm like doing my final exams literally after birth. It was like a wild ride. Then we moved back to Canada. I got headhunted by a company in Toronto, working with really big companies, some of the biggest companies in the country. And I was their senior manager of business consulting. And that is where I also learned that so much of what we see is performative and a lot of the people making a lot of money in these structures are not doing good things with them. And it's very monopolized. And so I ended up walking away from that to start this business because I was now a mother. I realized I could not have it all in that structure. I realized that I was deeply passionate about being a present mom and also having an identity outside of that. Like that was always really important for me. I wanted to put money in the hands of women more than the people that I was making very rich mm. because I knew that they would actually do really good things in the world with that. And so that's kind of what brought me to this work. I've been doing coaching hundreds and hundreds of women. I've consulted before that from everything from startups to eight figure businesses, bigger than that even. And I'm very passionate about this work. This year, I had a really, really hard year because I was pregnant after a three-year fertility journey, and I was preparing to get my business set up for maternity leave and all of that, and then we had an unexplained late miscarriage in the second trimester, and it's just kind of like thrown me into this new season of rebuilding i think and like just getting really clear on like what's that next phase for me and and where do i 
I've grown, I've evolved, I've like had this wild ride and now it's like, okay, what's the next step for me personally, professionally? And it always integrates, right? So that's what brings me to you. Thank you. Oh my gosh. Love, love getting to hear all of that. So good. And also I think like for context, the experience of your miscarriage is slash was, especially when we first started recording, was so recent, like a couple months, right? Mm -hmm. It was really recent. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) You know, it's one of those things that like, I think I'm just going to have question marks around forever. Yeah. And also it's, I don't know, it's, it's just alchemized some really beautiful things in my life at the same time. So I'm, I was, and still for sure, was deeply grieving when we started our work together and I'm still grieving, but I do feel like I'm starting to feel that sense of excitement again about what lies ahead when that was really hard to picture before. Yeah, totally. The next question I have for you, which, you know, I think fits into this and I would love to share my perspective on this, but here yours too, is why you wanted to work together. Cause I think obviously sometimes timing is really interesting in terms of how all this comes together. So maybe you share your perspective on that and then I'll kind of share from my perspective, what led to this. Yeah. You know, I've wanted to work with you for a while. (laughs) You were like my vision board coach. Yeah. Just like hard to, hard to get a spot. I think it was 2020 when I was like, she's it. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, here we are. But, you know, I think I needed to like, I wanted to work with someone who has like really respectable experience. And I think that our industry that's unregulated, it's really hard to know like where there is integrity and where there's like just flashy marketing. Especially since you had had so much of that experience in the business world too, like in telling your story, right? You're like, there's always more behind the scenes. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. My first business experience was not business coaching, right? And I just saw you also being a coach that's like very in your integrity and very, like I just felt a personal resonance. And I have wanted to work with someone in a really intimate capacity. I also really like a long game because I know that that's where there's so much magic. And so I wanted to work with someone who could meet me where I'm at, but also like we could journey together to where I want to go. And I really respect the business you've built. I really respect how you've done it your way and you've broken a lot of rules and you've done it with so much humility and humanity. So well, like, you. I am so, so, so honored to have this opportunity. Oh, oh my gosh. Love you. Thank you. Yeah. Okay. So for me, what had kind of transpired. So I think we almost worked together end of 2021. Is that right? I think it was. Maybe end of 2022, actually. I think it was like just over a year before I applied for this. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. So it would be almost end of 2022. And I remember sending you a video at the time and being like, ah, like, I wish I had another spot. Like, I loved you. I like resonated with you, you know, kind of like, let's keep the door open sort of thing. 
because I only had one spot at that time, all the things. Anyway, fast forward, we opened another spot. And kind of when we were opening that spot, we also knew we needed a podcast person. So I didn't really say outwardly like, hey, I'm also looking for a podcast person because I was just kind of like going to see how it went and be open to it. But on the application, we do say, would you be interested in the podcast? And so I remember you emailed me and were like, hey, do I need to fill out a new application again? And I was like, no, it's totally fine. Like, unless you want to update me on something, consider your application submitted. And then you did submit a, a new application. And you shared so much about like what had been going on for you. And I felt like you shared it in like, just like the most like vulnerable, beautiful way that like you could possibly share something like that. And I was like, so moved by like, not just that you were sharing it with me, but like how you shared it. And what I always try to go off of with things like this is just gut instinct, like in terms of like, who's the right fit for a podcast or a spot or whatever. And it's funny because I feel like last season of the podcast Sabrina was like gut yes to Angie. And I like took a minute because I'm like, well, I don't know Angie's industry as well. And are we sure? I really want to make sure I can help her. We've talked about all that, all this stuff. And this time it was like the total opposite. Like I read your application and I was like, Robin is on the podcast. And I remember I reached out to you and was like, can I send this to Sabrina? And you were like, yeah, sure. And so I sent it to Sabrina and I was pretty much like, Robin is on the podcast. Here is her application. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> sign and date at this at this point. And so Sabs was like, of course, so, so generous. And like, if that's what you want, that's what you get kind of thing. But it was just funny because I think it's like just a timing thing sometimes, right? Where it's like, I feel like we both knew we were going to work together. And then just like, when I got that from you, I just like what we always want and literally is someone who's like kind of willing to go there and willing to be vulnerable. And I just feel like you could not have demonstrated that more in terms of how you reached out and how you shared what was going on. And even when I asked you if it was okay if I shared it with Sabs to like, you know, for the NFT podcast spot, you were just like so open. And I just feel like you kind of have to be in that space to be ready to be on the podcast. Like, and you obviously like, wait till you guys hear like our first three or what we've <laughs> run for right three or four episodes. You're going to be like, oh yeah, <laughs> she went there. Right. And so I just feel like it was just like, yeah, like so meant to be like, not that it was like you had to have gone through that difficult thing for it to open this up, but it was more like who you were coming to the process as and how open you were just felt so important. And I just, like the second I read that, I just felt that, you know? Yeah. Thank you for sharing that. I think grief does this thing where it like strips your soul bare. Yeah, You're just like, I have nothing to hide. You know, it's like nothing matters and everything matters, but like this stuff and you just can't, yeah, there's just no pretense. Yeah. It reminds me like of of course, in Miracles, you know, like that first, I think you have read yeah. it, right? like, you know, that first bit where it's kind of like, nothing is real. This chair is not real. This desk <laughs> is not real or some, I can't remember, I'm probably butchering it, but you get what I mean. It's like, it almost like puts that perspective right in front of you, right? Totally. Yeah. And there's just so much shame to a miscarriage that is, you know, like I've done so much shame work. I have so many tools. I have a team, more like an army of support. And still the shame has been crippling. Yeah. And so I, you know, shame likes secrecy, shame likes silence, shame likes 
to be isolated. And I think it's just, it's one of these things where I know that there's another woman who will listen, who has had a miscarriage or who has, is going to have one. And I, I just think it's become really, really important for me that we don't allow that experience of motherhood to thrive in shame. Yeah. Which actually, by the way, Robin shares her story around that pretty in depth on her podcast. So obviously more in depth than we'll go today. So we can, we can link that up for you guys in the show notes too. So you can go check that out because I think it would be really helpful to share that. Okay. So then I think it kind of brings us to why the podcast and like, because Mm -hmm. obviously you want to work together you know, we kind of both were dancing around that, but obviously the podcast was sort of like a different animal. So tell us like why the podcast. I remember first listening to your podcast like years ago or many, many seasons ago and being like, gulp, like this is so vulnerable. Like I could like, never imagine. Like, I just remember admiring that person so much and being like, holy shit, like, that's intense. And, you know, also, there's been so many times where I have had the most, as a coach, I have had the most powerful coaching sessions with clients. And, like, I really think those sessions are sacred and they're so intimate. And there's been moments where I'm like, I wish that people could be a fly on the wall to see the gift of coaching and to see the gift of the human spirit and to see what's really possible when you really back yourself and where you where you allow people to support you you know because especially as coaches we're used to giving we're used to holding space but to receive that mm-hmm. and to be fully seen in our mm-hmm. humanity it's a different experience and so I was like, you know, I've always wanted people to be on the fly on the wall in the sacredness of the coaching experiences where I've been the coach. Like, I kind of have to give people the opportunity to see something like this that I really believe in, you know, even if that means I have to be seen not just by the coach, but by potentially thousands of people. Yeah, it's so interesting because I have thought about that quite a lot myself because I really admire every single person that comes on literally too because I'm like, damn, that takes a lot. And I've thought myself like, would I equally be willing to put myself in that position? And I don't know. I mean, it is really vulnerable. Like it would require me to stretch myself quite considerably to do that, to be honest. And so like just Mm -hmm. seeing you in that, like it is not an easy feat. And also I feel like like you were saying earlier, like kind of that like stripped bare, like nothing to hide. I feel like that is so present for you right now. So it's almost like, like, I wonder if this is like an opening almost, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Where it's like maybe at a different time, the answer would have been no. And then at this time, the answer is yes, because it just feels like you have nothing to hide in in a way that's maybe new, right? Yeah, there's no business ego, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think Mm -hmm. like, that was really important for me. If I was going to do a podcast, it was like, you have to be super honest the whole way through because one, that's like not going to do anybody's service, especially yourself. And that requires putting your business ego to the side a little bit because like, I am a business coach. I am a coach. My clients will probably listen to this. Am I willing for them to see me in a different way? Yeah. And 
the answer is yes, I have to be, you know? Well, that's the gift actually, right? Because I think it's so easy to think that like someone at a certain point always knows more than us. And the truth is that's not what coaching is about. And I think our industry gets that so wrong and it drives me insane. Right, what coaching is about is having neutral perspective in a way that someone else probably doesn't, mm-hmm. right? So it's like impossible to do that shit in your own business because you don't have like that neutral perspective. Like I, I'm in a mastermind and I brought them something for, for a datable recently and everybody just like tore it up. And I mean that in a good way, like lots of feedback, lots of stuff, but it's not because I'm like bad at it. I'm great at marketing. I would do that to someone else, but it's because I'm so close to it that like some of the stuff they were saying, I'm like, well, that's the most obvious thing ever, but I just couldn't possibly (laughs) see it from the perspective I hold. And that's why we have coaching. It's about perspective. It's not about like perfection or knowing something that other people don't or being out of, you know, like a space where you never need help. And I just think it's so important to reinforce that. Totally. Yeah. We have blind spots. Yes. And like just literally yesterday or the day before when I was going through your your copy review for me, I was like, holy shit, this is the most obvious thing ever. <laughs> always. It's that's the fucked up yeah. thing is it's always so obvious too. It's not like, oh gosh, I like I would have never known that. It's like, oh fuck. Of course it's that, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. I think that that's helpful, but I think you're going to normalize that so, so much for people where it's like, yeah, it's not about like that I know more than you or anything. It's just about I can hold different perspective than you can because it's not my business, you know? Yeah. And I, and I think a lot of solopreneurs are used to kind of being the lone wolf, yeah, especially before they're big enough to have a team and all that. And there's just so much ego there. There's like, I have to do it all. I have to know it all. I have to be it all. I have to figure it all out on my own. And there's just like, that's not a way to succeed. It's also not a fun way to build a business. You do not have to do it alone. Totally. It's so much harder. Yeah. All the pressure. Yeah. Yeah, 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 fully. Okay, so tell us what well, I don't know if it, maybe this feels helpful. I was going to go into something else about what goals you want to accomplish so we can add that, but also maybe let's just like level set for people like the two business situation because I feel like that feels mm-hmm. important. And then you can tell us the goals about those from there. The first business is my existing business. It's my business coaching business. And yeah, I help earlier stage entrepreneurs build successful businesses for their version of a rich life. They're usually in their first one to three years of business. They've had some success, but they're not where they want to be. And I really focus on strategy systems and soul. So world-class strategy, the systems that bring it to life. And then the soul piece is my embodiment work, my breath work, my somatic stuff, all of which I'm certified and trauma-informed trained in. The second business I'm launching, and this one feels like my version of a love letter to the world. It's called The Fertility Cocoon, and it's basically what I needed for many years on my own fertility journey. And it's going to be a membership that's going to support women on their fertility journey, wherever we're meeting you on that, whether you're just prepping your body to conceive or whether you've had a really long and challenging journey like I have. Actually, I'm kind of the ideal client for both because my first pregnancy was like very simple, straightforward, easy, and then subsequently challenging, complicated, 
and intense. And so, yeah, we're just wanting to really meet women in that space. We're going to integrate the soma and the soul, the body and the spirit. And we're fusing Western and Eastern medicine. We're bringing you world-class experts because sometimes it does take a village and we want to bring that village to people. And so it's a different business model. I've never built a membership for myself at least before. And the reason we chose the membership was because fertility treatments can be really expensive, like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. And I don't want money to be a reason that someone doesn't get support to like potentially have a baby. And so, yeah, we just wanted it to have a low financial barrier with world-class experts. So like it's, it's the most insane value I've ever put together in any business ever for the price point. And it's truly like my heart and soul partnered with a naturopathic doctor who is a fertility expert. She's helped hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people have babies and a holistic nutritionist who has also helped so many people have babies. And all three of us have had our own experiences. Mm -hmm. So Dr. Liza suffered through uh, an ovulation and other things, which she's quite public about. And then Lindsay was told she could never have kids. Mm -hmm. And then through her protocol was able to have two children in her mid to late thirties, I would say, but you know, they're the advanced maternal age label that they love to give women. (laughs) (laughs) And then I have been diagnosed with unexplained secondary infertility, recurrent miscarriage and have done all all the things, the IVF stuff. So we're not only bringing our expertise, we're bringing our lived experiences to that business. So good. Okay. So goal with that business, goal with the coaching business. Yeah. So for my coaching business, I've been doing one-on-one. I'm obsessed with one-on-one. I've always been really into the depth piece of coaching. I'm a coach that loves to coach. And so that was really the bread and butter of my business up until now what still is now. I had a second program, which was a very small group intimate program called Club Rise and then a bunch of other little offers. But I really want to just create one signature offer, a mastermind that is going to allow me to still go deep, but to work with more people in a, a more sustainable way for where my life is at now. And so Club Rise will be falling away and fully kind of morphing into this new and improved, awesome experience that's also going to integrate more of the one-on-one pieces there. My goal for that is just for that to be like the bread and butter of my business, to serve as many people as I can. Yeah, that's the goal. And then for the membership, our goal is to have 500 members by the end of 2024. I love it. I feel like what's helpful there too is like, I think what people will get to see is like, you are moving both of them forward, but you're also like really clear on like, you want your current business operating in a certain way. And you're not like, almost like letting that go, right? Like I think for so many people, it can be so easy. And I, you know, I've had the same experience of being like, okay, I'm starting a second business, but this business is still it for me. And so I think like just people getting to see that where it's not like, yeah, if you want to build something else, it means this one takes a backseat. It's like quite the opposite. And I think, you know, it's like 
they're going to be able to see that so well through the first few sessions. Yeah, I'm obsessed with my business. Like it is a baby to me. It is, you know, I'm just like so, so, so incredibly privileged that I get to do this work with people and I'm so passionate about it. You know, I was talking to my husband and in both businesses, I want to give women options, you know, like I really want them to feel like they have choice in their life. Mm -hmm. And I think with choice comes freedom, comes empowerment, comes all of these amazing options for life. And so like at the crux, there's a core value to both of them, but they meet people in different ways. So good. I love that. The thread is there for sure. Okay. So tell us just like a little bit about what life is like for you. Like obviously you're a mama, like tell us, you know, day to day, what is life like? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I'm married to a pilot. (laughs) So that says a lot about what like, yeah. what life is like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god! I'm married to a pilot whose base is not in the city we live in. <laughs> so even more so. Yeah, I have a six-year-old daughter, and she is my world. We live in Canada, in Western Canada. My husband's a pilot, so he's gone quite frequently uh, for work and. I think like just day to day, like my life is really mom first. Mm -hmm. We don't have family where we live. And so like I really have found a way for my business to operate outside of the demands of motherhood. And like I'm really proud of that because it was really challenging. And it's like interesting because it's worked for so long and now it's starting to not work, which you'll also hear on the podcast. So like there's there's some changes that need to happen again. But day to day, waking up with my child, taking her to school, working between school hours, nine to two, and then picking her up, taking her to activities, cooking dinner, doing mom things. So yeah, outside of, you know, my personal life, yoga girls' nights, all that stuff. I'm just mama bear. I love that. I think that you bring such an interesting perspective to that too, because like we had Angie last season who was a single mom, right? She obviously shares custody, but I think that's like a whole experience. And I think Mm -hmm. you're having like a somewhat similar experience in so many ways, but also different than that with like having a husband who's away for work so much. So I think that will be like really helpful for people to see because I think it's always interesting to see how people are making all of these things work. You know, every time I see someone who is like a mama and a business owner, that's, I'm always like, I wonder how they're making it work. Cause there's like, there's so many different ways we all have to do it. And it's a lot, you know? Yeah, it is a lot. And sometimes I don't do either well, (laughs) but I always show up. I always show up for her. I always show up for my business. I always show up for myself. And I think, you know, I've just learned that it doesn't have to be perfect to like keep things going in the right direction. Totally. Okay. Tell us what you're most excited about in terms of kind of like being on the podcast and, you know, having your businesses out there, like anything that comes up for you there. I'm a very relational person. So I'm just excited to meet new people and to hopefully cultivate new relationships, really. That's my primary thing that gets me excited. And I'm honestly really excited for 
my clients who I've worked with for mm. a long period of time yeah. to have a window into me on the other side a little bit. And I hope it gives them permission to bring even more of themselves to our sessions. I was nervous when I did my, I did a three-part series on my fertility journey and it was really raw and really vulnerable. And I was so scared about what my clients would think in a way, because when we speak to like going through really hard things and it's like, well, was she in her integrity when she was coaching me and supporting me and like all the things, right? So I just wanted that to be really clear. And the feedback I got from them was just so amazing that I hope that this is another window mm-hmm. that they just see a human, you know, yeah, and, and give themselves permission to be more human. So good. I love that. I think also like, I'm sure, because so my next question is, what are you most freaked out about? I'm sure that was initially part of what you're most freaked out about. But I think something I already see that you do so well is you're so good at like finding the gold and the hard stuff. And so it's like, that was probably what you're most freaked out about. And now you've made it what you're most excited about, which I think is really beautiful to witness. But yeah, tell us what you're most freaked out about. Yeah, you just nailed it. (laughs) (laughs) That, right? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's it's vulnerable. Oh, there was another thing I wanted to say there. Okay, so you said you were most excited about the relational piece. So I'm assuming what you're saying is door is open for literally listeners to DM you and tell you. Yes, please. Okay. Yeah, that would mean so much to me. Podcasting is weird. You're so it's weird. like an intimate thing, and you're in people's lives, and then you don't even know who you're speaking to. So yes, yes, please message. Okay, good, good. Okay, so the vulnerability. Tell us about that piece. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's like a it's a weird thing. Permanence is also weird. You know, it's yeah, like one thing yeah. to have a vulnerable conversation with someone over coffee. And it's another thing to have a vulnerable conversation on the internet. <laughs> that that <laughs> lives like, on. Yeah. Yeah. That so lives true. On, and it's like, I'm going to evolve. My life is going to evolve. I'm going to change. And this is going to be a snapshot into one season of my life. And, and yet it's going to be the only snapshot that some people see. Yep. And like, I think that makes it a different level of vulnerable. It's so but, true. When I sit with you, I try not to even think about that. It's just you and me in that moment. And I just trust that it'll meet the right people in the right ways. And, you know, it'll support me and my business in the right way when I bring my whole self to the session. And that's all that matters in that moment. Yes, it's so true. I also think like just to name the vulnerability of it, I think like what else is really hard about something like this is because it's so in-depth people can almost assume they know everything too. Like Mm -hmm. I think about Sabrina's season related to this where obviously we shared like eight, well, we shared more than 18 episodes. She didn't, she wouldn't stop. No, I'm kidding. But um, we shared like (laughs) 21 episodes or something like that. And like now she has since shared that like it was during that time she was really, really going through stuff in her relationship and, you know, Mm is now – in the divorce process on the other side of that. And so I think it would be really easy to listen to something like that and be like, oh, I knew the whole context of what was going on. And even 18 sessions is not someone's whole life or experience or everything that's going on for them. And so I think there is some vulnerability in the assumption that people understand everything and the fact that that's still not true, you know? 
Absolutely. Yes. There's a, there's a line too between like the sacredness of things that do just have to be private yeah, and also being transparent, even if there are sacred things that, you know, not everyone gets access to. And I think that, you know, I've struggled with that because I am an open book and I am like a very vulnerable person. And there's definitely a moment where it's like, not everyone gets access to all of you. Yeah, totally. And I think that, you know, that's a line we will still hold on literally if that means we have some sessions that aren't recorded or are stopped or, you know, cut certain parts like that is something that I feel fully committed to. And it's always important to share on these things, which is like, yes, we want to share the real behind the scenes and the transparency as much as possible. And there's always a fucking line there. And I feel like Mm -hmm. the internet can sometimes gaslight us around that and make us think that we owe everybody everything. And we just don't. And it's really important to have that too. But I think that that is only something you can navigate in the moment when you're in it and figure it out. But yeah, I, I really agree with that too. There, it's it's so both and. Like I just mm-hmm. think that that's sort of the problem is it's like a lot of people struggle with holding that. The internet struggles with holding that, right? <laughs> so it's like, you know, we feel like if we get access to something, we get access to everything or we should have access to everything and that's not true either. Yeah, exactly. So good. Well, I'm so excited to do this with you, Robin. I'm so grateful to you. I truly admire you and respect you so much in terms of like being willing to show up for this, but also in terms of how you've already shown up. And so I'm just excited to get this in front of everybody and for them to get to experience it as well. Thank you. I am so grateful for this opportunity. And yeah, I'm just so open to see where it goes. We'll see. It's going to take a life of its own. And I think that's cool too. Totally. Well, we'll put Robin's link for um, her podcast episodes that we referenced as well as her Instagram. So you guys can reach out to her in the show notes. And we are so excited for you to listen to this season. So keep us posted on what you think. All right. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening to Literally. Your precious earbud time means the world to me. And I'm incredibly grateful that you chose to spend it with this podcast. Your feedback is not only valuable, but essential to me on this journey. So if you've enjoyed the podcast and found it beneficial, please take a moment to leave a review. And here's the best part. To express my gratitude, I'll select one lucky reviewer each month to receive my ultimate mini course to maximizing results in one-on-one coaching. If you want to be an in-demand coach who's known for creating those epic results and getting epic results in your own business because of it, then this course is for you and you can grab the first module of it for free right now at alitoflife.com forward slash mini course.